What's up, everybody? Jack Thomas here with another episode of Howling Talk Radio. Now, last week we talked about the banning of Mumkey Jones, the demonetization of Bass Shaman, while YouTube continues to let Jake Paul and Rice Gum promote questionable activities to children, and we also talked a little bit about the Louis C.K. drama, the recent Louis C.K. drama. But today, we have a brand new episode for you, and we have brand new stuff to talk about. Our first story this week deals with an unfortunate tragedy. On December 30th, a young girl named Jasmine Barnes, seven years old, was killed outside of Walmart in Houston, Texas. Barnes and her family, who are all African-American, were leaving Walmart early that morning when someone opened fire on their car. Little Jasmine Barnes was killed and her mother was injured. Her sisters were also in the car with her, and when her sisters looked up after the shooting was finished, they saw a red pickup with a white male driver fleeing the scene. This is the original description that the police went on, as well as other members of the local Houston community. Shortly after, a police sketch was released, and many people began to question the motive, as it seemed to be just a random shooting. Many people initially believed it was a hate crime, including local Houston activists, such as Derek Muhammad, who questioned that, what are the odds that two black families were fired upon by a white male in a pickup within a one-year time span on the same block? We've got to call this what it is. Black people are being targeted in this country. Black people are being targeted in this country. We are thoroughly convinced that the killing of Jasmine Barnes was race-related. This is a position that was also reflected by Representative Sheila Jackson Lee, representing the 18th Congressional District in Texas, when she told an audience at a rally, do not be afraid to call this what it seems to be, a hate crime. During some point in all of this, activist Sean King got involved. And if you don't know who Sean King is, he is a Black Lives Matter activist who also works for a media organization referred to as the Young Turks. And I'm not, I'm not going to talk about the, the shooting too horribly much. I'm not going to talk about Black Lives Matter. I'm not going to politicize this in any way at all. One, I don't really do politics. And two, there's no reason to politicize the death of a young girl. What does need to be spoken about is the behavior of the activist Sean King during the investigation. You see, when this happened, Sean King started to tweet out to his over 1 million followers that he wanted information of this white driver of the red pickup who was the prime suspect in this shooting. At some point during all of this, the name Robert Cantrell gets released to the public by Sean King. Now, Robert Cantrell, from what I can see, is a lifelong petty criminal. Robert Cantrell drives a red pickup. Robert Cantrell is a white male. Sean King then starts to ask for information about Robert Cantrell, tweeting out to his more than 1 million Twitter followers, what more can you tell me about Robert Cantrell? He was arrested in Houston hours after Jasmine was murdered on another violent crime spree. 
We have had 20 people call or email us and say he is a racist, violent asshole, and always has been. Just tell me everything you know. But unfortunately for Sean King, for Jasmine Barnes' family, and for Robert Cantrell and his family, Robert Cantrell was not the shooter. Robert Cantrell was merely fleeing the scene. In fact, the actual shooter and his accomplice have come forward and have admitted guilt. Robert Cantrell's family was harassed. Robert Cantrell's family was sent death threats. Now, I'm not going to defend Robert Cantrell. He seems to have been a lifelong petty criminal, and I'm not going to defend that. However, this act of internet vigilantism, this dox put out by Sean King, put innocent people, at least innocent of this crime, as well as their families, in danger. And if this had only happened in a vacuum, all Sean King would need to do is apologize to the Cantrell family and make amends by telling his one million Twitter followers that this was not the man that did this. Do not harass him. Cantrell's family is still receiving death threats as of a few days ago. They're getting threats on Facebook saying they're going to be raped and tortured, even though Cantrell is innocent of this crime. This is not the first time Sean King has done this. And that in, in lies the problem, the real problem with what Sean King has done. If this was the first time, it would just be mistaken identity, much like the case itself, but it's not. You see, Sean King had to come out just earlier in 2018 and apologize by writing an entire article for defending Sharita Dixon Cole when she accused a police officer of sexual abuse, kidnapping, and rape. You see, she did this, an African-American woman, Sharita Dixon Cole, did this to a white police officer, but there was body camera footage, and that body camera footage cleared the officer. At no point during his interaction with Sharita Dixon Cole did he ever even suggest anything sexual towards her. But Sean King didn't wait for that fact. You see, Sean King tweeted out, within a day of said incident, that, and I quote, the officer who sexually assaulted Sharita Dixon Cole has already deleted his Facebook page and scrubbed the internet of his entire existence. It appears he did this while Sharita was being held in jail. At no point did Sean King say suspected of sexual assault. He said this officer did it. He stated it as a fact. Much like when he said that Robert Cantrell was a racist. Much like when he said that Robert Cantrell was the supposed shooter of Jasmine Barnes. And in his apology on Medium.com, he says that he, quote, can't even begin to make sense of why someone would concoct such an awful story, particularly in the light of the reality that both police brutality and sexual assaults are a very real crisis in this nation. Sean King, you got burned once in one year, and you, you let yourself get burned a second time. Did Sean King apologize for what he did to the Cantrell family? Not exactly. Sean King wrote, Because of my history of tracking down white supremacists and bringing them to justice, 
members of Jasmine's family, and others asked if I would come to this case to help locate her killer. For about a week, I spent 12 to 14 hours a day on this case, cutting my vacation with my family short and announced that I would be offering a reward for any information leading to the killer. I received hundreds of tips, thousands. 99% of them were garbage, but about five or six of them out of the thousands were actually useful. I spoke directly with multiple credible eyewitnesses who had actually heard the gunshots and saw a red truck drive away. Not one of them actually saw the shooting, but because we were told that the red truck was driven by the shooter, they assumed they saw the shooter. Notice how Sean King says, because we were told we did X. But that's not what you were told. The police said that they had a suspect. Police said they had a person of interest who might have driven this truck. At no point did the police say, this man in the red truck committed this act. Sean King then goes on to admit that the two young men who have admitted to the crime, Sean King says it's not a conspiracy, they're the ones who did it. And he completely brushes his own responsibility and how this took place out of the way. So now what do we have? We have a dead girl, a grieving family, two people behind bars, Sean King with egg on his face, and another family being threatened because nobody pays attention to updates to a news story. They only pay attention to the original story. Only it gets better. You see, Sean King, just as of January 10th, is threatening to sue people who spread lies about him. And this isn't the first time he's made this threat. But he tweeted out on January 10th, It's taken years, but today, I finally started the process of filing legal action against people who spread lies slash complete fabrications against me. It is illegal to make statements that intend to harm a person's reputation without factual evidence or even based on hearsay. Yes, Sean King, you're 100% correct. It is absolutely 100% illegal to make statements that intend to harm a person's reputation without factual evidence. You know, the thing that you've done twice in a year. You should know better than anybody that it's illegal. The Cantrell family, as well as the officer and his family from the Sharita Dixon Cole case, should 100% sue you for everything you've got. Instead of waiting for things to play out in a court of law, you decided to jump out twice in a year and put people's families in danger. You, 100%, the responsibility is on you, Sean King, for what has happened to these families. So yes, please, go ahead and sue people that talk about this. Be dumb enough to do that, because you're a public figure. It's a lot harder to slander you. But the families you've gone after, they're not public figures, and they will 100% win against you. Because at no point during any of this did you say that this man was a suspect, and at no point during the Sharita Dixon Cole incident did you say the officer was suspected. You promoted both these things as absolute 100% fact. But that's where I'm going to end our first story of the day, and I want to put it to you guys. Do you think that Sean King should be sued? Do you think that Sean King should be suing anyone? What do you think of how this manhunt for a killer, what do you th how do you think it was handled? How do we stop this from happening again? 
That's what I want to know, and that's what I want to hear from you guys. You can tweet me on Twitter, at HowlingJackT. So let's move on to our next story. Our next story isn't nearly as sad. In fact, it's actually quite, well, it is quite sad in a cringy type of sense, but it's not sad as a tragedy. Let's talk about Soldier Boy, the one-hit wonder from the mid-2000s with his hit single, Crank That Soldier Boy. Let's talk about him and his recent kerfuffle with not only Nintendo, but it looks like now Sony and Microsoft may have to get involved as well. Let's talk about Soldier Boy's comeback. Let's talk about his brand new business venture. Let's talk about his entrepreneurial spirit as Soldier Boy has released his very own video game consoles. Soldier Boy has released what he is calling the Soldier Game line, which includes a big home console as well as a few portable consoles. The big home console he claims has access to Soldier Game, PlayStation, Neo Geo, PC, Sega, Game Boy Advance, and NES games. Supposedly, this system comes with 800 games already preloaded onto it and is marketed as using a Linux 3.0 operating system, pre-installed 800 classic games, supports PS1 plus arcade games, plus GBA, plus SFC, plus Sega, plus NES, plus Game Boy Color, plus Game Boy, plus a couple of other things I'm not aware of what they are, and that it has ultra-large capacity, supports TF cards, max to 32 gigabytes. And if you're wondering why that sounds bizarre the way I read that, that is the way it is written on the ad. Word for word. Except for the few things that I didn't know what they were. But word for word, that is the English this is written in. And that's part of the deal. You see, this game console wasn't produced or built by Soldier Boy or anybody that works for him. This game console actually developed by Anbernick and is only sold on Ally Express, which if you don't know what Ally Express is, it's a giant bulk sale Chinese website. But as far as I can tell, nothing Soldier Boy has done actually distinguishes these from the ones that you can just buy through Ally Express, and they're, they're not even real consoles. They're Raspberry Pis on steroids that just emulate old games. And if you don't know what a Raspberry Pi is, it's basically a one single board computer uh, made in the UK that is used to teach kids how to do programming and computer science. A long time ago, though, people figured out you could actually take a Raspberry Pi, build it into a case, and you could play some old video games on it. That's all this Abernick console is being sold on AliExpress that Soldier Boy now claims is his own. It's literally just a big emulator. And Soldier Boy wants. $200 for it, though he says you can get the console for $150 through him and the handheld for $99. But here's the deal. You can just go to Ally Express's website and buy the quote-unquote Soldier Boy console for like $75, and that's if you feel comfortable giving that company your money. Um, the handheld, I don't even think, sells for $50. I can't find it at the moment. And this is where Soldier Boy's problems begin. You see, he was confronted about the fact that you can't really sell emulators in this country. It's a trademark infringement. 
and that, yeah, it might happen in China, but China doesn't care about our laws. But in this country, in the United States, where Soldier Boy lives and is doing his business, you can't do that. And so in a now-deleted tweet, he responded with, Y'all don't scare me. I'm Soldier Boy. Why y'all not bitching about other companies selling consoles? Y'all don't want to see a black man get money, LMAO, trying to snitch on me, but I'm not doing nothing wrong. Ha ha, eat a penis. We're at 5 million in sales. It's so funny, y'all don't know how business works. Nothing is going to happen. If Nintendo was going to do something, they would have the first day. My console not going anywhere. Everything I'm doing is 100% legit. Stay mad and I'll keep getting richer. Nintendo ain't gonna do shit. Well, it seems like he was wrong about that. You see, Nintendo did do shit, as we all expected them to, as everyone expected them to. If anyone, if anyone listening to me has ever dealt with Nintendo, you know that Nintendo suffers no fools. So, within, like, a day of this console going live, Soldier Boy had to pull it from his website. And all he said on Twitter was, I had to boss up and make a decision. Now, no one really knows if Nintendo sued him or if they just sent him a strongly worded cease and desist letter. What we do know is that Soldier Boy doesn't learn his lesson very easily. And that seems to be the moral of this episode is learn your lesson the first time. Because now Soldier Boy has released a few more morally questionable consoles. The first one he's calling the Retro Soldier Boy Mini, and it looks like an old Game Boy, but like a crappy one. So when all your friends had the brand new Game Boys and your mom bought you the like game deck and you came to school and it didn't play Mario, it played Fario. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, that's basically what this is. The handheld he's selling for $100, but he says he's going to knock it down to 70 bucks. The other game console was, looks like a giant Xbox One, and it is the Fuse Tomahawk F1, which he is calling the Soldier Game Fuse. It blatantly ripped off Xbox's design. Um, it uses a PlayStation operating system, and it did not do very well in China, so Soldier Boy has decided that it must do well over here. He's selling it for $400. Now, here's the deal. You can go to Ally Express and look up these things if you can get the actual names of them. So the Fuse Tomahawk F1 and the, um, the little mini one that he's selling now that looks like an old Game Boy. And if he's selling it for 400 bucks, I guarantee you on Ally Express, it's selling for $100. Let's be very clear here. You should not buy anything off Ally Express. You shouldn't buy anything from Chinese websites that write everything in English and don't actually, you know, explain what they are or where your money is going to go to. And I like personally, if it was me, I would never in a million years give these people my credit card information. And then as of today, when I'm recording this, Soldier Boy has released the Soldier Game Handheld, which looks like a very badly put together PlayStation Vita. And I'm going to read to you guys because I've mentioned English twice and I don't want anyone to take this as me making fun of the Chinese. I'm taking, take this as me making fun of whoever actually wrote this stuff because this is not English. This is straight up on his website on soldierwatch.com. This is the straight up definition and explanation of what this console does. So be ready for this. Features, exquisite craftsmanship, and fashion design 
with reasonable price. Built-in camera for photo shooting and video recording. Support TV output. Can connect TV to play games and watch movies. Support PC camera. Connect the computer. Can use as computer camera. 4.3 inch 16 by 9 HD screen. 480 by 272 resolution. Multi-thread task mode. You can listen to music while watching ebooks. You can listen to music while watching ebooks. Description. Stereo sound speakers give you different auditory experience. Support JPEG, BMP, GIF, TIFF, PNG image format. Practical functions, calculator, calendar, stopwatch, etc. Set sleep shutdown time to help save energy. It is convenient to use. Built-in high-definition microphone, high-quality recording, and ordinary recording for you to choose. That's not me doing any, any type of special effect. That's not me making fun of this. When I say this is English, that's because this is literally English. This is some Chinese company that makes its money knocking off American products or Japanese products, and they, they can't even bother to do anything besides run their words through Google Translate before they put it up. The worst part is that description is straight up on the Soldier Watch website. Word for word, what I just read to you is the same description on the Ally Express page for this product. Soldier Boy and his camp couldn't even be bothered to, to make it clearer what it actually is. They, they copied word for word off the broken Ally Express. Like, dude, you could at least pretend like this isn't you not you selling a knockoff emulator, man. You could at least pretend like you, you could put the, the, the features into, you know, English that we all speak. At least this time, as far as I can see on Soldier Boy's website, he didn't say it was going to come pre-downloaded 800 games. So that's a plus. Hopefully he doesn't get sued again or doesn't get sued at all. We have no idea if he was sued by Nintendo in the first place. Um, people just speculate that he has been. I'm not going to say that he has or that he hasn't been. But, you know, at least this time he didn't brag about all the games it came with. He put it up on his website fairly quiet. And he didn't go out and say that PlayStation, because this looks like a PlayStation Vita, he hasn't tweeted out yet that PlayStation isn't going to do shit. So, I mean, hey, at least he's kind of learning his lesson. Now, if you just gotta have one of these and you think that buying it straight through Soldier Boy's website is the only way to go, because like I said, I would not give Ally Express my credit card number, you can have the Soldier Game handheld for $200. But he's got it on sale right now for $99 because a rube and their money are soon to be separated. But you can get it. You can buy it through uh, his website with Amazon Pay if you if you absolutely have to have it. Honestly, if I had the hundred bucks to throw around, I might buy one just to see what it is. But I I I cannot encourage anyone listening to me to go out and buy one of these things. If you do, that's completely and totally on you. But I am kind of interested. Like, what games does this one come with? Like, he never we never found out what games the other one came with. Like, did it have Star Fox 2 on it, the, the canceled one that the Super Nintendo Classic had? Because that'd be pretty cool. 
Because in the picture for it on this website, it just shows some generic racing car game, but it doesn't look like a real game. It's like when you go to a furniture store and you look at the TV because they're selling like a TV stand and then there's the fake cardboard TV on top of the TV stand and it's playing some TV show on it. Like it's a picture of a show that never existed. That That's kind of what this game looks like. But I want to know, like, don't you guys kind of want to know? You want to know what's what's on it? Because I, <laughs> I kind of do. I want to know if it's any good. It could be, you know, amazing. Uh, I'm not suggesting anyone go buy it. And I don't actually think it would be amazing, but you never know, right? Star Fox 2, some of the original uh, Super Mario Brothers, because Nintendo is notoriously bad about not re-releasing some of their old games that everyone wants them to. Maybe it's got that on it. Who knows? But that's where I'm going to end this story today. I'm going to keep an eye on Soldier Boy and his new game system, his new entrepreneurial spirit. I believe the Soldier Game handheld is the only one he has up on his website at this point. Though it's not like it really matters. You can buy any of this stuff off Ally Express. Once again, I guess I cannot be clear enough about this. Do not give Ally Express your credit card number. All right. But the only one on his website right now is Soldier Game Handheld. Um, I'm going to keep an eye on it. So I will keep all of you updated when we find out what games are actually on it because this time he doesn't say what comes with it. And I want to know. So I'm going to leave it to you guys. Um, how do you guys think that Soldier Boy has handled all of this? Do you think, one, do you think that ROMs and emulators and things like that should be illegal? Or if someone can get their hands on the old files and get a system together that can run it, you think that they should be allowed to sell that system, especially if the uh, the properties have been all but abandoned by their original company. And what do you think about Soldier Boy stuff, or in, in general, do you think that he should be selling this, he should be putting his name on something that is very obviously a knockoff, that he should be plagiarizing a bad, bad, bad English translation and putting that straight up on his website. I want to know what you guys think about this. Or do you think Soldier Boy and he should have just, you know, gone away and taken his money and invested it in something a little bit safer after he made millions, you know, 15 years ago from Crank That? I want to know what you guys think. I always want to know what you guys think. So feel free to tweet me at T on Twitter. I look forward to hearing from you. And we're going to go into one final story of the day. And that is because last week I talked about Jake Paul and I talked about, you know, the possibility of him encouraging gambling to kids and why it was morally questionable at best, if not just flat out unethical. Well, within a week of that happening, Jake Paul does the Bird Box Challenge. And if you're not aware what the Bird Box Challenge is, basically speaking, this movie on Netflix called Bird Box came out. And in this movie, the idea was if you see these monsters, they'll drive you crazy and you'll kill yourself. So what you need to do is wear a blindfold to get around everywhere. Of course, you know, the internet being what it is, the bird box challenge is just going through your daily life with a blindfold on. Now, Netflix themselves have tweeted out and asked people, please don't do this. Please don't hurt yourselves doing this. But we got to do it for the memes, right? We got to do it for fun. So, of course, people did it, and Jake Paul did it. And now a very infamous video of him almost getting run over while trying to cross the street blindfolded. The authenticity of that can be debated, whether he was actually in any real danger or not. Who knows? 
But once again, we're, we, we find ourselves asking the, the fairly common question nowadays, is this a bad influence on children? We don't know. What we do know is YouTube pulled the video of him doing this and the video of him driving a car blindfolded. And just the other day, someone crashed their car while doing the bird box challenge. A 17-year-old girl crashed her car in Layton, Utah, while wearing the blindfold inspired by the bird box challenge. <laughs> the Layton Police Department tweeted on Friday that the bird box challenge while driving had a predictable result. This happened on Monday as a result of the driver covering her eyes while driving on the Layton Parkway. Luckily, there were no injuries. Now, personally, I will never tell somebody not to do something for the memes, right? Like, I, I, love, I love me some good memes. I sound like such a, an adult when I say that. But I do. I love the memes. And, well, that's, that's a pretty good one. But I cannot encourage people to go out and drive their car while blindfolded. That's incredibly stupid. Now, look, you want to go out into the middle of the woods and drive your own car by yourself blindfolded? You end up hitting a tree. Well, that's just play stupid games, win stupid prizes. But if you do it on a public road, you're putting other people at risk. And you really probably shouldn't. You don't have the right to put other people at risk. Now, here's the deal. So far, this person has not come out and said that they were inspired by the Jake Paul video. And all we can hope is that that isn't the case, that they weren't inspired by the Jake Paul video. But is it only a matter of time until someone is? Or should, you know, should we know that the Jake Paul thing was most likely a stunt? Do we hope that his fans are smart enough to realize that this was most likely a stunt? And after seeing what happens when someone goes out and tries the bird box challenge while driving, seeing the results, do we just hope that no one else attempts it? But you know, it's the internet. Challenges and memes move quickly, so chances are by next week we'll be on to something new. I look forward to seeing what it is personally, but I want to know what you guys think. Do you think that this is another case of Jake Paul? Could Jake Paul be responsible for this, or is this merely a coincidence? As of right now, I'm leaning towards coincidence, and I'm not going to lie to you guys. While I would love nothing more than to be able to criticize Jake Paul for something, this this time it doesn't look like he had anything to do with it. It doesn't look like this was inspired by one of his fans or inspired by his video committed by one of his fans. This is just somebody who saw the challenge and tried to participate in it. But I want to know what you guys think. So once again, you're always free to tweet me at T on Twitter. And that is all I'm going to have for today. I will keep my eyes out for any more bird box challenges. I'm going to keep my eyes out for what goes on with Soldier Boy's game console. I'm going to keep my eyes out and see what happens with Sean King and his new predicament that he's found himself in. And I will keep all of you updated as I find out more. But that's all the time we're going to have today. If you're watching this on YouTube, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a like on this video. And if you're listening to this on Anchor FM, maybe you decide to leave a like there too, or any other podcasting website. I'm on basically all of them now. Until next time, my name is Jack Thomas. This has been Howling Talk Radio, and I'll talk to you all next week.